Cash, you guys a question? Yeah, do, you, do you draw? I, yeah, do you draw? I, I used to. I mean, I still can. I could fucking fuck do around. Do you draw? No, not currently. Not at all? You used to. What You're is, better than me. Is, is that what you want me to say? <laughs> is, that you, is that what you want? <laughs> is that what you, you come you here tonight to, be the, <laughs> to tell you that you're better Child of an artist than me? Contest. Is that what it is? <laughs> so, so if you draw, if I told you to draw right now, can you draw? I'm just gonna ask you this: Can you draw real realism? Realism? Bro, yeah, I realism, couldn't yeah. spell realism. All right. <clears throat> hey, what's up? Hey, yo, uh, my name is Frank Steele, and I'm high as shit already, and it is 8 p.m. On what is it? What's the day today? Wednesday. Is Wednesday? Yes, sir. Are you are you doing anything for Halloween? Coming here. Yo, oh, is there a <laughs> Halloween party? I should probably, you know, pay attention to things like this. Um, hey, we got a good guest today. Oh, hey, you're JP. You're my co-host. Yo, what's, what's up, up dog? Hey, <laughs> what's up, it's good guys? to see you. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, that fucking first one you got me sent me already. Hey, man, Cindy ninety nine. It was uh, done by the Summit Boys, but I think Puffin uh, was the cultivator of that. I think it's got some of those uh, like. Very similar to like Jack Terps, and mm-hmm. so like it really sends my head off when it normally is like it's very very heady. How much did you give me? Uh, a lot. Of, yeah, it felt like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's probably like point two. Oh, okay. This is a pretty solid dab. Hey, man, it's a point two kind of day. <laughs> this is a point two kind of day. Uh, our guest today, um, very excited to have him. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Uh, the master artist. I just introduced you already. Um, God, I'm so fucking high. Uh, but yes, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jason Lee, the master artist, and people know me as the art god. Awesome. Fuck, god damn, I'm so high. How are you feeling already off that dab? Oh, that dab is incredible. Incredible. Are you, are you a big dab or you mostly smoke weed? I uh, mostly smoke weed. Oh, okay. Yeah, mostly, mostly smoke flour. Um, but I've been watching the, uh, the wax that, that part of the cannabis world kind of, um, uh, evolve, I guess from the flower. So I've been watching how all that works. And, you know, for me, I've, I've, I've been testing out dabs, you know, I just don't do it hardcore, but I do, uh, I've been seeing the game change. Oh yeah. No, it's ruined my life. Um, (laughs) do you, when you do your art, are you usually do it when you're like smoking weed or you just... You like to do that clear. Um, you know, when I create my artwork, uh, as far as uh, smoking and uh, cannabis, uh, I love creating artwork high all the way. Fully elevated. blasted? Yeah, elevated to the highest degree. That, oh. That's how I see it. Though. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you. Um, I, I have an interesting story when it comes to smoking. Um, so I was, you know, I had an ex-girlfriend uh, of mine who actually, she's the one that actually uh, got me into cannabis. Oh, okay. Right, so. It's always a girl. It's always a girl. Oh, yeah. It was for me. Yeah, sophomore in high school. Yeah, it was a girl in high school I had a huge crush on. She was a senior. I was a sophomore, and uh, they let me smoke weed with them because I told them I had weed, and I did. 
And I was just like, I get to hang out with fucking the fucking chick I have a crush on. She was so not into me. But still, yeah, oh, no, absolutely. (laughs) So made a fool of myself. Oh, absolutely. But, man, was it cool just smoking weed with chicks. You're just like, oh, this is great. Is this what it's like? Right. Definitely. uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's the little things. It's the small things in life, dog. I had an interesting situation. Um, So an ex-girlfriend of mine, she's the one that got me smoking weed. Mm -hmm. And... I remember uh, I hadn't smoked weed before, so on our first date, I remember she she rolled up a blunt. Did wait? Did she ask you if so, and so first date? She asked you if you smoked weed, or she just pulled it out and was she like, just pulled it out, rolled up a blunt. In that's front a of me. I like that. Yeah, I like that kind of. I like that in a woman because so then it's like you're in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. We're either doing this or fucking you're dropping me off. Yeah, she rolling blunts and, and she's like roll up the windows. Uh huh. And she's like, we hotboxing. And then, you know, so I'm looking at her. I'm ne- you know, I haven't smoked. Never. Never. And with nicotine, it's a, li- it's a lot a bit different. Oh, man. So <laughs> I'll never forget that day because that was the first time I smoked weed. And I remember I was so high. I jumped out of the car. I ran to the nearest Starbucks. I ran inside the restroom. I turned the water on. I was splashing water on my face. And I was like, look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> they said nicotine, right? Yeah, probably is honestly probably that we're just being high as shit. Almost like a trippy effect. Yeah, but I was, I was, I'll never forget that day. I, uh, like, I came back to the car and she, she looked at me and she was like, "Damn, you tripping?" <laughs> she was like, "You ain't getting no pussy. You and- tripping?" <laughs> He's like, "I thought you smoked before." And then I looked at her and I lied to her. Yeah, I told her I smoked before, but I didn't. I mean, how many times have we all lied to women just to be viewed as a little bit cooler? You know what I mean? And you know why you lie? Because it works. And <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, how many times have you like freaked out smoking weed? That was the that was the only time. My first time. Was that enough? You just knew after that. Yeah, that like, that was that was the only time I freaked out on it, where I was like, I felt I was so high that I had a run into the restroom and throw water on my splash water on my face you know like mm-hmm. it was i was acting like i was on like how old were you at the time like some so i don't know some yeah too. some crazy yeah, ass drugs like in the <laughs> you know? yeah like looking at yourself in the mirror like that's an lsd experience yeah that i'm is, like yeah. you know and i think that that was the only time i really uh tripped out on weed um because it was i remember because all all i could remember is like uh my visualization was was really uh blurry uh-huh when i first smoked oh okay. the first time i ever smoked and then i i couldn't see anything clear like on the side perceptions of yeah. my eye straight tunnel vision almost yeah oh. i can only see what's in the center yeah and then so but that that was from the first time but now i don't get that anymore now i get more because i've been smoking i'm more zoned in Oh, okay. Focused. Mm. Yeah. It, nice. Like super nice. extreme focus. Holy shit. Yeah. So when it comes to art, I can create anything into an imagination, into a reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest part about yeah. art and being an artist is getting the thing that you visualize in your head onto paper, whether it be like art or like writing skits. Cause that was the thing is like, or if you think of like a joke or something is like trying to figure out the best way to convey it. You know, I think I said something to you when I was talking about stand up, and now you'll say it to me all the time and I fucking hate it because I gave you like a piece of inside baseball and you use it against me all the fucking time. So there's this thing in like 
one of the rules of comedy where it was like, uh, if you ever like watching a comic do stand up and they'll be like, you know what I mean? And it's usually it's a reflex because it's like a safety net, you know, because you're asking the audience because you're unconfident in the premise. Yeah, so it's like whenever I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, Frank, they don't know what you mean. It's your job to tell them, so figure it the fuck out. So I told him that once, and now every fucking time I'm like, you know what I mean? He's like, no, Frank, we don't. You should explain it to us better. I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Absolutely. Iron sharpens iron or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Yeah, iron sharpens iron or whatever the fuck. When When did you start doing art? So my story is uh, I'm a child prodigy artist, mm-hmm. a genius child prodigy artist of art. And what child, like at, so, like what age was this at? So I was discovered at the age of five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I could draw proportionate animals. Mm-hmm. And my mom and dad fused the world of art education into me. Mm-hmm. They had me trained by master's degree painters and illustrators from Art Center. Mm-hmm. The number one top college in, in the art education or here in California. Yeah, yeah. And I could draw and paint like Leonardo da Vinci by the age of 10. Damn. Yeah, I was a badass. I was the best. Uh-huh. I was trained to be the best artist in the world. And I was better than all the people who ever trained me. Oh, okay. So as an artist, um, for me, that's why I, I surpassed the level of being a master artist. Mm-hmm. People know me as the master artist, but I'm an art god. Yeah. Because basically now, like, I, I transcend the reality of what art can become now. Yeah. Because I create art from multi-million dollar projects all the way to billion dollar projects, and we want to hit a trillion dollar project in art. Who are some of the projects you've, like, done, like, because you were telling me about the Bill Gates thing. So, um, my story is, uh, as a child prodigy artist... Um, I was recruited by, I was a commercial artist for 25 years and I was the best commercial artist in the world. Mm -hmm. So I could draw any concept that anybody just told me and I can create that 25 uh, different ways. Uh And so I would do that for companies like Disney, Warner Brothers and Microsoft. Long story short, I made Microsoft $1 million with one piece of artwork that I did that sold worldwide on Xbox Live. And what, like, what year was this? <coughs> I believe this was like 2005. So it was like so what right the, when Xbox like so 360 like the, came out. The first, yeah. the yeah. first so Xbox. So when they had the dashboard yeah. for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I remember that first Xbox, it was like those weird ambient sounds and like that hanging fucking Boop. menu. Yeah. yeah, and then it'd scroll like sideways and the whole thing would move. Yeah, and it would just kind of like, it was like weird. Yeah, what yeah. was it? Was it like something in the background of like on, on the screen or was it like an actual piece of art you could buy through like... Because you could buy the themed thing. Like it was the theme for the, like for like your like a digital theme or was it... This was a cold-blooded story right here. <laughs> a gentleman named Paul Schmeidecki, he worked with the marketing agency that we both worked with. It was called DZN Group, a marketing agency, but Paul Schmeidecki was cold-blooded. He had the connection in with Microsoft and Xbox. So he brought that client in. Microsoft was our client. The media agency that, that we work with, they had the master artist working with them, so they, they paired me up with Paul. So I looked at Paul's like, oh, okay, so you got the Xbox deal? He's like, tell me the deal, and he goes, we could have your artwork on here as an avatar, Jason. 
sell it for a dollar a piece worldwide. You'll be competing with Gears of War and Call of Duty. And I said, ah, I know exactly what to do. Which is crazy because you look at the way everything is now and it's like skins so on. Derivative from that. Skin. It was buying Avatar skins for your 360 Avatar. Instead of, you know, your skins for your fucking, you know, Call of Duty Warzone, yeah. Fortnite. Which I bought two yesterday. I mean, yeah. The, the, <laughs> I don't know if you play. I mean, yeah, we were talking about it last night. Uh, Warzone has this Halloween themed and it's like each skin is 20 bucks. I mean, most, I mean, yeah, EA made all the money off those buy packs, but most companies can now do free games and just charge skins and that's how they make their whole fucking then all their money fortnite didn't even finish their fucking main game yeah it's still in beta yeah yes so what was amazing was that i um my piece this is the story i was when i created the piece i told paul i told you i'm the best of the best you're gonna have me compete with gears award and call of duty I said, remember, I'm a genius. I'm going to take the approach of gearing it towards the female, sexy, beautiful market and the gamer market right there. Which, and I told him that. Yeah. So I told him I'm going to do, I'm going to create a beautiful, sexy samurai goddess warrior, um, beautiful goddess body, voluptuous with the boobs and the ass. Long legs, armor. Mm -hmm. She's got chains. She's got daggers. And she got weapons. And I said, that's it right there. Mm -hmm. We put that up uh, as an original avatar that people could buy for a dollar a piece worldwide. In three months, I was in there. He's like, wow, we're at 250,000 sold. It's $250,000. Yeah, in like three months. That's crazy to think. It's crazy to think of like how to value yourself. And it's like <clears throat> a piece of like of work too that gets bought repetitively too. It's not just like a one thing where it's hanging or like someone has it now. It's, it's a thing that you can actually monetize, which is what it sounds like Microsoft did. $1 a piece worldwide. Everybody who has an Xbox Live can buy it. That's for sure. Yeah. That's fucking Nuts. bananas. And you yeah. got that because you were working at the advertising agency. At that agency. And, they, and you yeah. got linked up with them as a client. That's fucking insane. Yeah, pretty so insane. How long were you working at that agency for? So after I made that million dollars for the agency, I left. Yeah, because yeah, you're like, you're yeah, like yeah, fuck absolutely. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I left corporate America. Mm -hmm. Smart um, move. Corporate America is interesting. It's, it's a great way for young people to learn about the business organization mm -hmm. once you kind of learn how corporate america works on the organization of it then you could leave and boss up you could be create your own company yeah and uh that, did that you did you did you have like at that moment when that happened at that moment you're like oh this is the next step immediately or was there any hesitation was there any you were just like no i need to this is i got this is i gotta quit i need to make this next step Oh yeah, you know what? I'll be I'll be honest how I felt. I said I made Bill Gates a million dollars. I said if I made Bill Gates a million dollars, then I'll go make myself a hundred million. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's it. I said, you know what? I'm the best of the best. Yeah. Let me go out. I'll be the ma the master artist was formulated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then um, I knew that I could dominate. I could dominate fine artists like easy. Mm-hmm. So that's why I became a fine artist. Yeah. And when you come up, when you become a fine artist, now you can sell artwork for a million dollars. How do you become yeah. a fine artist? You know what? You have to. You just make the choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's you know, no real like classification yeah. for the most part. I mean, art. art. That's hysterical because yeah. that's that like so many things. It was uh, Tony Hawk was talking about it where he talks about uh, I think it was Tony Hawk. Yeah, he talks about a a pro skater and when he was just like an amateur skater when he went to go do tournaments, uh, there was just a box you checked and he was just like. I guess I'm a pro now yeah. and just check the box. One day I decided he was a pro. <laughs> and then that's it. It's literally what it takes, man. It's taking that step. Yeah. There's so much power in that. That's Definitely. fucking insane. And you have an art studio where? So I have an art studio in downtown Los Angeles at the brewery. That's wild. That's the largest art community mm-hmm. in, down in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Amazing over there. I love yeah. that community so much. So you just, you, so how often are you like doing artwork now? Are you still constantly I'm drawing work every single day? Yeah, yeah. I've been commissioned um, until the day I die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm commissioned all yeah, the way just through. Yeah, like fully booked. You're like yeah, fully, fully booked all the way through. But then it, I'm uh, maneuvering by um, making the the right choices on what I I need to create. Yeah, because totally. everything that I create now has to be legendary. So does that help keep you interested in? You keep you interested in the project? Like trying to like constantly outdo your last piece or like do what's interesting. That's so weird. That's so funny that you that you say it like that because there's so many like comics that I know that are like writers. Like one of my best friends um, is this really good writer. His name is Jerron Horton, and um, you know we've had pitched ideas back and forth. And I love the way that he um, approaches how he writes things. He's written on TV shows, but he's like, unless I care about it and truly am like I want to give it my all, he's like I'm not gonna touch it. He's like, because I want it to be like, he's like, I want to keep making great things. And the next thing I touch or the next thing I do, I want it to be just the next, the <coughs> next step, but just better. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting way to approach things. Because you definitely like, I see a lot of comics who approach sets or like opening or, I mean, not now because of the apocalypse, but uh, they would approach things of like, well, it's just, it was a saying that I heard where it was like, um, the second you start showing up or st- the second you start treating stand up like it's just a paycheck then your comedy is going to suffer and then you're not going to get good. So it's like, you know, there's comics I knew who would just, they'd open, they'd only open for like one person and then it was like a paycheck. They weren't like writing jokes. They weren't getting better. They were just going there to collect the paychecks and their comedy got worse. And it was just like, oh shit, you only open for this person. You don't do anything else. And then now it's going to be real tough. Yeah. By the way too, also let me, I think I should explain this to you guys as well too you asked if i had a studio Mm -hmm. and i said yes i have a studio but i have many production studios Mm. throughout the world Mm -hmm. um so i have i have a production studios in los angeles and then also in japan okay um and and also we just partnered in with with uh with china okay so we we just have those two within the last what japan we've been aligned with for the past decade okay yeah, then China has been the past uh, few years. That's crazy. What's it like uh, creating art in China? That's so nuts. <laughs> like how yeah, much expression? You got to be very much, like, specific. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what's interesting. I'll be real. I already knew this. Like for me, 
I, ha- I had to protect my art from the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any like sort of right censorship away. or any sort of, yeah, yeah no, control. Right away, yeah, because I know yours. that, like, like me, people get their a, hands cut off out there. Oh, man. I've met a lot of these business owners, and, and especially by by them getting my artwork, now they can uh, print my artwork on any kind of products oh, that they have out there. Yeah. So they're benefiting. They're 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 wanting to soak up all of my artwork. Totally. Okay. And capitalize off of it. Yeah. So boom, they're already I saw some of the brands that you were showing me that you work with. You were doing um, mm. shit. It was an insane OG, right? <gasps> That's crazy. You started. Wor- so like, how many brands have you worked with? Because you're doing like, because also like with art and stuff like that, it's also like when you're doing branding like that, it could be through everything. That was the thing that blew my mind is you were showing me all those pictures and I was like, oh, that's also like a brand that I know. That's like a weed brand. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, the cannabis industry, you got many, many great friends. The high rise. Mm-hmm. I love the high rise crew. Um, love base camp. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a very fun place. Thank you guys. Yeah. This place is amazing. <laughs> I love this. I love every time I come over here. It's, it's always a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I do, what I also do is I, I, so, as a master artist, I left corporate America and I became a master artist. And why did I become a master artist and dive into the fine art world? It's because I wanted to master the laws of high-powered provenance. Do you guys know what that means? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna fucking T-shirt with three wolves in the snow. I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> you guys are gonna love it. Okay, mastering the laws of high-powered provenance means, basically, in a simple sense, getting my artwork to the world's wealthiest people in the world, uh-huh. and then tying in my relationship with them so that I could sell my artwork to their colleagues and their friends for a million dollars all the way up to a hundred million dollars. Yeah, so it's just smart businessman. Exactly, and yeah. that's exactly the plan, right? So there. how did so. you start to do that? Um, I did that after I left. Uh, I made Bill Gates the million yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah. so I left. So you were just like going to parties and like, you know, just like hitting up oh, like yeah, douchebaggy couples. No, <laughs> you were like, who looks you guys like, like art? Yeah. You're like who looks like the most evil people here? Mm, these guys, <laughs> you sell weapons. Dope. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. It's so cool to think that you sold artwork to like the evil villains of most Marvel movies. Oh, it's kind man. Of a cool thing. It's interesting. Being around all the all these wealthy people. Yeah. What is yeah? What yeah? Because because there's a difference between like rich and there's a difference between like wealthy. Like yes. rich people is like, you know, I got like a Ferrari or like a dope car and like a dope mansion. Like wealthy people's like, I'm putting my uh, housekeeper's kids through Harvard. You know what I mean? Like wealth changes people's lives. Like when you're around them. Yeah. That's like some fucking like my family's been working for this family for fucking generations. Yeah. Why? Because we all get to drive Maseratis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. What's it like around wealthy people? Shout out to patron real quick. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, really just fucking remembered. Uh, so we're smoking Bermuda pie cake for Casey Lee. Thank you, Casey. Thanks, Casey. Uh, Appreciate our, you, uh, Casey. Patreon member. Uh, and uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. It uh, makes my wife not yell at me as much. You know what I mean? 
she no still does. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, what's it like meeting and talking to like wealthy people? They move different, right? Yeah, they move extremely different. Um, I would say it's really interesting. I, I'll uh, I'll tell you my experience of how I how I met one individual. Yeah, his name is Michael Milken. Mm-hmm. So Michael Milken is a billionaire. He is worth three point seven billion dollars net worth. He runs the Milken Institute in Santa Monica. The Milk, what is that? Milken Institute. And this institute is, uh, they put on the Milken Conference at the Beverly Hilton Hotel every year annually. And we're there. They basically bring all the high-powered billionaires all over the world into one conference. And then they all network with each other. Mm. Yeah, they all network with each other. Is that where they uh, plan where all the wars are going to start? Sorry, I'm really high. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Roger Stone. Uh, no, uh, continue. Definitely. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're not laughing super hard, so now it's making me more concerned that that might be what happens. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so they all get to network, and that's where you get to meet them. Uh, yeah, they, they, they pretty much all network over there, and then they all make high-powered business moves. Fuck. Yeah, so they... Uh, acquiring companies and shit. Yeah, acquiring <laughs> companies, making trading resources, yeah, things like that. Making donations. Yeah. They might give a couple of multi-million dollar donations for... A multi-million dollar causes. donation. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm sweating when the fucking Girl Scout cookies is trying to fucking get me to buy some boxes. $250 million? That's insane. How many does $5 mm-hmm. get me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> can I get like three cookies at the sleeve? That's Absolutely. Oh my god, that's. So then that being said, like I imagine you're yeah. painting in these people's houses, like on like walls, like in rooms or houses, like mural style. What's the weirdest room you've ever painted, like in someone's house? Weirdest room I've ever painted. Oh. <laughs> When you say weird, that's very. I guess it's, yeah, yeah, I guess it's a pretty broad was spectrum. Was someone like, "Hey, can you paint uh, a mural of my wife? This is the room we fuck in." You know what I mean? Like, because billionaires get weird, right? Like, I'm sure there's like, have you painted someone's sex dungeon? Is I'm sure what JP is trying <laughs> to ask you. you no, know it definitely has. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, All right. I, um, actually, it's interesting. He's gonna love it. Um, I painted a billionaire's sex dungeon. In the Hollywood Hills. And he wanted me to create the galactic universe, a space, all throughout his... He has a eight-story billionaire mega mansion. Um, they've owned that mansion for about 30 years. Jesus. <laughs> it's a, his, uh, their, their family is... Um, they own a company called Jardin Corporation. This, corp- this company is like the biggest uh, consumer products uh, corporation. So they do a lot of the uh, business with Walmart and things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So his family is like mega wealth. Damn. So he, um, this guy just lives up there all up in the $8 million, uh, excuse me, eight story mansion. It's a, uh, it's a, that's actually a eight to $10 million mansion. Jeez. Yeah. But it's um, definitely, I'd love to show you guys it. Damn, I yeah. can't. I couldn't Galactic imagine. Space. I created the, the moon, 
I played meteors flying in the sky, Saturn. Nothing uh, like busting Earth. a nut in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. Just fucking orgasming Float next through. to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just fucking coming next to Orion's belt. <laughs> That's beautiful, bro. There's a Uranus yeah. joke that I'm not going to make because I'm better than that. You know what I mean? I've been doing comedy 10 years. I don't have to... Anyways, um, I think it's 11 now. I don't know. I can't add. Um, How long you been doing comedy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven years now. Did you know I do um, art and comedy? No I, way. Yeah. Like you do comedy and then do art. I do. I, I basically transfuse art and comedy together. I've seen that work well, like two times. Uh, there's two people that I've seen it do it. Um, well, because there was a guy who actually was like his. The art was. Um, it was like he would draw stuff and then the thing would move. It was he was like an art music uh, magician comic, mm. and the way it worked was fucking actually pretty fascinating. Um, Dimitri Martin, same thing. Like it's very hard to do art and comedy, so I would actually love to have seen that. Um, but I respect people that try, man. Like I, I'm a purist. I have to do just like stand up and stuff. I have friends who do characters who like dress up and go up, and I'm like, fuck, that shit's tough. It's so hard. Man, I was cold-blooded with it. When I went to the art and comedy, you know what I said what? as a master artist? Because uh-huh. <laughs> I do. I draw like the Sistine Chapel, uh-huh. you know, and things like that. I draw like yeah, yeah. God creating Earth, you know, in different dimensions and galaxies and space. And I want to do mushrooms with you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, man. Um, but I, I, I said this... Um, I'll draw a cartoon of you like straight in front of your face. Easy work. I was like, easy oh. work. Uh huh. <laughs> Crowd work with drawings. Yeah, I yeah, can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. do characters of people like, up front. But for, for me, that's art comedy. Yeah, yeah. For me. Yeah. It's like, I, I know that I could bust a, a cartoon, a funny ass cartoon of anybody's face. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. On the spot. If I wanted to do it, I could do it. Like, yeah, and yeah. I could do it fast. Yeah, yeah. So it that's what the the part of being a, a true artist. It almost becomes less of like it, it blurs the line of like com- like Bo Burnham's the same kind of way. Like it's hard to be like Bo Burnham's a comic. Like he is something completely different because of everything he does. You know, music and he is I think an artist. So I get what, I get that. That's very interesting to think. Uh, but yeah, no, that is there are different people where it's like you know, comedy's not just stand up. You yeah. know. I mean, Sarah Cooper's lip syncing right now uh, on TikTok, and that is, that's art. And, uh, you know, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, I'm so fucking high. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Uh, how long have you yeah, been a sailor? Art, art, art and comedy, um, what I do is I, I draw funny cartoons of people's mm-hmm. faces. Yeah. That's what I do. That's great, I draw, though. I love to do that with you guys, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. trust me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys, we you definitely know, need it. On yeah. the art comedy tip, that's just like a no-brainer. yeah. yeah. If you have a master artist and you like comedy, then it's like master artist. Can you bust a little funny picture of me? I mean, yeah, I mean, we would, like <laughs> we would, we would love that. Um, we've if been, if I was in my in yeah. people's shoes, I would be that. No, absolutely. I yeah. mean, we've uh, we've needed uh, something like that for a little bit now when we've been bugging artists, and uh, it's just yeah, it'd be interesting to see what uh, I, I see. You brought a backpack full of things. Uh, <laughs> we would love to see what you could do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you want to continue interviewing, or do you want to like take a break, or do you? I mean, we can keep the things rolling. Uh, Dude, I like love talking with you guys. Right? Yeah. yeah, you guys haven't even yeah. gotten uh, even juicy into my story. No, bro, let's get into it. <laughs> Dude, what's I, the juice, bro? You don't even know that I create artwork of the most beautiful women in the world. 
Oh yeah, no, no, I'm in the most beautiful women in the world. Mm -hmm. I create artwork of those women. Nice. Are are we about to start jerking off to pictures (laughs) on your phone? Because listen, (laughs) I'll lower the lights. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. I tell you a cold cold story about about that saying jerking off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this podcast just got very, very, very fun. When I was in, uh, I remember I was uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's see, 18, and I went to Comic Con, and I um, I showed my art around, and I met a couple of uh, movie producers. Yeah. And then these movie producers are from New York, so anyhow, they love my artwork, and they they we stayed in connection. They said, Jason, we want you to make a uh, the characters mm-hmm. for our film. Yeah. So I said, okay, Like storyboard cool. kind of stuff? Or like they wanted you to do they like the visual? To, they just wanted me to make the character oh, okay. first. Oh, okay. Right? Because they didn't even have the visuals of the character. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I made, I, I drew the concepts of their yeah, characters. The ca- yeah, ca- yeah, character concept. Yeah. Which actually featured a lot of like beautiful women. Yeah. So she, they it's had a, a bunch punch? of beautiful <laughs> girls. And then, um, so anyhow, I drew it all out. And um, I remember I put it inside the mail, mailed it to New York. So they received it over there, and then they call me a, um, a week later. And then he says, uh, he, he says, he said, oh, my God. He's all like, these are gorgeous. He's all like, man, the way you draw these, with these women, phew, amazing, amazing. You, he's all, you, you get it in on these women. And I said, <laughs> I said yeah, I'm the best at that. And then, and then he, he did this. He put the the drawings down, and he says, "I have it here on my desk." He's all, "Thank you so much. I'm gonna show it to my partner." And then he ends up calling me back like ten minutes later, and he says, "Master artist," he says, "You're not gonna believe this." I said, "What?" He's all, "I was gonna show my partner the pictures that you created of my, our characters, and I lost them. They weren't on my desk, so I was freaking out." And he's like, "Somebody stole them," and then. He's like, he went running around. He found his partner in the restroom jerking off to him. <laughs> I guess they're approved. Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are ready. He was Dude. like, we're definitely going to use these. Yep, definitely going to use these. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh, my God. Talk about multimedia art, huh? Dude. Man. <laughs> these so pictures are stuck together. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. From that point, you know. I've known about Man, that. million dollars for Bill Gates, and I made this movie producer come. This is <laughs> my career's going great. My career's going great. Yes, it is. Yeah, man. Usually, when people make producers come, there's a lot of trauma involved. <laughs> 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 no one else. No one, come on, that was a great one. You know, you love that one. Hey, I don't have an actual writing job, so I can't get canceled. <laughs> Oh, damn, that was great. Um, no, for real, though, that's a problem. <laughs> oh, man, uh, that's fucking hysterical. Feel free to pass it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of weed. For sure. Thank you. Man. Yeah, no, we're going to get you extremely blasted this whole show. Dude, you know what, dude? I got to get elevated. You know oh, what? Yeah. I, I want to tell you guys, you guys having the master artist on this show mm-hmm. tonight. You know what this means? What? This means that I'm going to basically revolutionize what's going on here. Wow. Okay. 
dope. The whole yeah. thing. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, listen. We've been I, needed. I, we've been need for revolution <laughs> for uh, a little bit. For sure, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you had the best of the best in the art world mm-hmm. being interviewed. For me, you know, like me, I, I dominate in art. Yeah. I dominate in visuals. Yeah. You know, so it's like, like I said, the cartoon of you guys, the comedy, yeah, yeah. the fun, that aspect of the of the cannabis world. In my opinion, like that's extremely necessary. Oh yeah, absolutely. Needed. It's so. F- you know, I mean, like, I text this motherfucker like every day, where I'm like, "Thank God." You know, I also text Josh too much, saying, "Thank God." <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, for like two years, I talked to all these fucking comics and talking about this podcast, and they were like, "No." I had fucking comics call me and tell me it was a bad idea, but I'd be out talking and hanging out with these fucking weed people. You know, people that worked in companies, people that smoked weed, that knew a lot about weed. You know, grew weed, like cool fucking people that I've known for a very long time, and they're like, "No." do it you know there's no fuck there's not a lot of stuff that's like that especially when it comes like good comics you know and um yeah it feels cool to have a place to bring comics and actually like you know and other guests and like talk but yeah no the comedy and weed is so interconnected you know i mean that's how we met especially at the back of the store every comic i know smokes weed you know it's not like an impressive amount of weed. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they come back and like get it once, like their no, no. session. And Bro, it's always and it, like, oh shit. We've also ruined other comics' days who've been in the scene for way longer. Like, you know, <laughs> Steve Byrne was smoking with us once in the bag. He was like he had a little he had a little bit to drink and he was having fun and uh he came and like hit this big fuck he hit one of those and he was like, What's this? Yeah, fuck it all smoking. He took like three puffs and then we didn't see him again for the next fucking rest <laughs> of the night. And then the next day he calls me and he goes, oh, man, what happened last night? And I was like, bro, you smoked a bunch of weed. And he was like, I smoked weed? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, you smoked a lot of it, too. But he, you know, he had, he had a lot of fun. It was just a dope, you know, vibe. Definitely. That's my favorite thing, too, about weed is it brings, like, so many different people together. Like, it's, like, definitely like a, a unifier in the point where, like, people who are fucking into video games and sports together you know what i mean because they're like the same strain and like it's just it's insane so the conversations that you have back there or in places like this become one of a kind conversations you, know? you don't think fucking the people that do uh, the, uh, the, i almost said something very stupid i almost <laughs> said you don't think the people that run the stuff around the world uh are doing this exact same thing you know smoking fucking tons of weed yeah yeah, yeah i think that's why it's important too where it's like you know it's so funny where it's like, uh, you know, everybody smokes weed. You know, my fucking wife's, uh, nah, no, nah, now I got to cut this. My wife's very strict parents used to smoke weed. You know, they used to be stoners. My very conservative grandparents used to smoke weed. And now they do again a little bit. You know, my mom used, used to smoke weed and do mushrooms. Uh, um, but, you know, it's, I think it's definitely changing. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Cannabis is, um, it's a part of the culture mm-hmm. and part of society. It's been, it's been around for a long time. You know what I, I feel as if, um, cannabis has took a bad rap on, on the marketable aspect of it. Oh, it's been I mean, marketed so negative, absolutely. you know, for so many years, like, and I feel that, um, it's important to like for the new generation in the cannabis world to to represent the cannabis like culture as a as a basically a um expand it and broaden it absolutely you yeah. know and make it 
make it even more um, more funner. Yeah, it's um, you know, more yeah, funner and more exciting. Yeah, you definitely can't you know? turn your back on like the culture, like the people who got you here and stuff. But like, I definitely They're, understand the ability of like bringing it, like marketing it a lot better and stuff. Because yeah. it's like we we make fun of it all the time, like the people that market to like the mainstream, but like the people that never have smoked weed. You know, when you're like, oh, that's not. You know what I mean? Like, there's people who smoke weed for years who should be getting marketed to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here you go. I always told people, how come there isn't, like, people don't look at the cannabis world like, hey, that's the, that's the America's next stoner sweetheart right there, you know? Like, that's amazing. You know, like, that's like, that's kind of how I, I want, I want the cannabis world to be embraced. Totally. Yeah, I mean, it is a major part of American culture. I think so, like yeah, it's kind of yeah. starting to happen, like with influencers and yeah. stuff. Like yeah. it's starting, yeah, it's starting to get there. To, yeah. But until like it's really until everyone's smoking weed, or like until alcohol gets involved, with alcohol companies like being yeah. like Budweiser get involved in weed, and it becomes federally legal. Like I don't know if we'll ever see that. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know if it'll ever be that way too. But I mean, even, you'd hope. Like famous people, like we were talking about last time. You're talking about like there's, there's people who are famous for being stoners, like Cheech and Chong, and then there are famous people who smoke weed. You know what I mean? There's tons of people who are. Not talking about who are big stoners. We were actually, I sent you that, uh, that blacklist article. It was about, um, famous or like movie stars and stuff, starting weed brands and coming into the cannabis culture and the backlash they feel or like how much people actually trust them because so like certain people like, you know, a Cheech and Chong, it's a little bit more understandable because you're like, Oh, that's, that's who they were. They're a major part of weed culture anyways. You know, I trust them. Um, Whereas, like, you know, Jim Belushi, it's kind of like, you know, all right, you know, you were great on SNL. You know, I like the other one better. No. <laughs> um, you know, Eight Simple Rules for Dave My Daughter was one of my favorite shows. Uh, I don't know if that was a favorite show. Anyways, but, um, yeah, so, like, uh, it's a little bit different, you know. You yeah. look at, like, if, you know, Martha Stewart comes out with the weed brand, it's like, mm, but if she's teamed with Snoop Dogg, you're like, all right, a little Think different. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that was a big thing too. Like even when like Seth Rogen launched his brand, it like got to the point where like he announced on Instagram, it became this huge thing. They were putting posts up, created created product, and then it immediately never like never made to market in the U.S. What I'm saying, they just kept it in Canada and kind of kept doing their thing up there. And it's like one of those things that he's a famous stoner, and like if you trust one person to do it, it'd probably be him. But yeah. it's like they don't really have the means or like know the people necessarily. They might who are in their day to day growing it, have the genetics. And really care about it or have the time to put into it to care about the plant. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, definitely want to want to find more people who could um, basically embrace you know the same power of yeah. uh, uplifting the cannabis mm-hmm. uh, marketability on a more broader and funner and innovative spectrum. Yeah, and that's I think, I think that'd be better. Uh, I think that's what we're kind of trying to do with this too. That it's yeah. like you know a little more comedy and like you know. Showing that you can have, like, good conversations and, like, fun, you know, really laugh and stuff. You know, God, I'm so fucking high, I can't even say words. Jesus <laughs> Christ. This is how I get, like, the first 30 minutes of this podcast are always like, oh, this really is great, good. great, concise. <laughs> oh, the man. last 30 minutes is just Frank figuring out how to fill time. It's a lot <laughs> like my hour sets. You're just like, oh, he's really just trying. <laughs> Very self-deprecating today. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, when we don't... Rec- <laughs> Like, if we don't, like, you know, it's without the stand-up, doing the podcast and, like, making people laugh and guess, that's, like, 
my fucking all word vomit. Yeah, it's my like uh, release now. That you one. know, whereas like you know with painting you can do it or like your art you could do it like immediately without like stand up or like a group of people. I'm just like trying to make my wife laugh, and that lady hates me so much <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, trying to make her laugh every day. She's like, I've heard it so many times. <laughs> There's so many times you could say a punchline to her that she's like, yeah, I get it. What's the next part? Do you have a lady? Are you in a relationship? You know what? I have too many beautiful women in the world who are basically, um, I'm one of the world's most eligible bachelors. Nice. But I have too many beautiful women that are uh, they're trying to get wifed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. You know, by the master artist. <laughs> they're trying to set me up. You yeah, know? bro. They're trying, to, they're trying to get, you know. They're just like, my face is a uh, is, is your plate or palette or whatever it's called. What is it? Your, my oh. face is your canvas. Uh, you know, squirt, squirt. Uh, I don't know how artist hoes are. Are there artist groupies? Are there artists like hoes? Yeah. Really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Big time. Is Lots it? Rosé. Oh, man. Do they have nicknames? Are they like, you know, I don't know, fucking like, like tramps, Mona, <laughs> <laughs> Mona and Lisa's or some shit. <laughs> That's good. That's... Yo. Hey, man, I, I actually wrote that like three weeks ago. Uh, like, it was so stupid. <laughs> Mona and Lisa. Keeping that since I met you. I yeah, bro. I've been waiting for a while. I love that word. Oh, that's stupid. Oh, man, stupid. Um, I got to create a, a, a masterpiece of that. That concept. Uh, moaning Lisa. Moaning Lisa. Lisa. Oh, that's no, the so funny. Yeah, the, the Moaning, moaning Lisa. Lisa. I yeah. don't know, man. I feel like... <laughs> we could keep going with this bit. I feel like she's from Boston. She's got a very annoying accent. But she's a great lady. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I miss doing this. Um, oh, man. That's so fucking stupid. Uh that's great. What are the you working? The yes. morning leases. Are you working on anything uh, now? Uh, as far as the, uh, just projects? beautiful women, or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> were you? Are you? Were you the always? I told you I was the most. Were you always the, good? One of the world's most eligible bachelors. Yeah. Like, uh, were you good? Are you good with women? Like talking to them and stuff. I feel like being an artist is a little oh, easier. Man, you know? dude, I gotta tell you, cold cold story about my game with beautiful oh women. my god okay yeah. continue because uh, women love this eccentric uh ridiculousness and you know what i mean like i i, I get it bro i get it you know what I, i'm the last great art casanova <laughs> okay okay like let me take you back to my place and paint you dude even more cold-blooded than that bro. <laughs> even more <laughs> Yeah, girl, I got the Titanic uh, at home. We can fucking do this. Oh man, even more. This is how cold-blooded I am with the art of beautiful women. So if I see a beautiful woman uh-huh. across the way, yeah. So all I have to do is pull out my sketchbook and then draw. Uh huh. And I draw her. Uh huh. And then I don't even say one word. I turn it around. And then the beautiful woman just comes straight to me. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I got I just have that power okay. through my art. Yeah, yeah. So that's the power that that 
Yeah, artists don't got that. I got that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta be a, you gotta be an art guy to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe it. Yeah, so I, that's what I do with, uh, for with beautiful women. Wow. So that's. I that, learned to draw, dude. Yeah, man, I gotta learn how to fucking paint. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking around trying to make people laugh. This is bullshit. <laughs> man, dude. I'm a little upset. Maybe you gotta, <laughs> maybe you gotta combine both together or something. You know? No, nah, man, I can't draw. My sister can draw. She's getting better. I encourage her all the time. Um, me, I fucking was not good at drawing. I like to. I doodled. I was a doodler. I doodled. You doodled. I doodled. I stick too. figures. Not stick very well. Figures. I used yeah. to do like stick figure fights, like wars. I would do that too. And so yes, like yes. everyone would have like fucking swords and shit. And yeah, like, yeah, do, like, yeah. Landscapes. Yeah, that puts like, you in detention real quick. Uh, oh. You're in the counselor's office uh, usually every Friday after that. Why is this guy getting stabbed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was just fucking, he, he was on the wrong side yeah. of the war. <laughs> I would draw, but I would draw, like, logos on shit. So, like, it would be two towers, and one would just be, like, the Pepsi symbol. And the other one would be, like... Coca-Cola? <laughs> or, like, Marlboro or something. Like, just, like, <laughs> random shit. <laughs> the stick figures would be fighting. Oh, man. Yeah, uh... Yeah, it's crazy to think, uh, yeah, people, kids' doodles are scary. Yeah, I don't think my brain could do, I mean, I'm sure it does, but, like, it's, like, sitting there idly, and then as a kid, like, that's what you wanted to do, was put that on paper. Yeah, yeah. And do that. Now it's, like, fucking play video games. Yeah. Cash, you guys a question. Yeah, you, do you draw? I, yeah. Do you draw? I, I used to. I mean, I still can. I could fucking fuck do around. Do you draw? No, not currently. Not at all? You used to. What You're is, better what than is me. Is that what you want me to say? Is that what you, that what you want? Is that what you, you come you here tonight to, to, to tell you that you're better Challenge of an artist than me? Contest. Is that what it is? <laughs> so, so if you draw, if I told you to draw right now, can you draw? I'm just gonna ask you this: Can you draw real realism? Realism? Bro, yeah, I realism. couldn't spell realism. <laughs> <laughs> but you can draw you can draw stick figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can draw stick figures, for right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Listen, I drew stick figures too. Yeah. Yeah, when I was like two. Yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. <laughs> the stick figures turned into ninjas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just saying you yeah. eventually get better. The ninjas were just yeah. kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're kicking ass. They're they're running around the world, you know. Yeah. And they're they're beating up other other ninjas. I remember. That's how I I was a kid and I would like create comic books. Like I I I couldn't draw, but I remember my mom would be like, "All right, tell me what you want to draw," and she would draw it, oh, and I would just be like, "Ah, this, this, and this." And I remember like I made a comic book when I was like super young, um, but it was. I think my mom stole it. My mom was so proud of it. And I was like, uh It was it was fucking her time with you, dog. Yeah, okay. Come on. That's so funny. I'm like, oh fucking and you're just like, that's a beautiful like, moment. That's fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I may have some animosity towards her. I don't know. This one on no, I love her to death. She's great. Uh, I gotta check these cameras for a second. But go ahead and ask your question. What question? I don't know. I was hoping you'd uh, pick up on have that. something right away. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, when I was a kid, like, at all, like, our, like, um, like book fairs or whatever, the, the first book that I always try to pick up would be one of, like, how to draw, like, your favorite comic book character. So it was, like, a Spider-Man one that had, like, here's, draw the stick figure and then draw, like, the ovals and circles and yep. shade them and everything like that. I had all, I mean, all that right there. How quick, how quick does the average person progress, like, like, from, like, stick figures to very basic, like, people and whatnot? Like proficient. Yeah, you know it's like Years interesting. Though, 
yeah, it, it's really interesting for me. Like when I was young, it was like the ninjas when I was really young, from the stick figures to ninjas to basically like Transformers. I used to watch Transformers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Voltron and kind of stuff like that. And then when you see kind of those robotic shapes, now you can you're able to see mass mm, okay. and like simplicity. And so that for me, the more like the more I got like older, the more I started to be in tune with, with comic books. Mm. And then I started to study like of course when you're looking at comic books, you're looking at like I was looking at like X Men, um, Superman, Batman. Um, so you're now you're looking at the physique and mm. I had like He Man. Toys well, there was a time, too, kind of like stuff. in the 90s when, like, the giant overgrown physique was, like, the style. Like, yeah. it was a super masculine <clears throat> superhero, the, like, tiny waist, huge shoulders. Remember He-Man? Yeah. Yeah, the, the toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I was, I was, he was asking, like, how did I get from doing, like, the stick figures to ninjas to, like, comic yeah. books, yeah. right? Or, like, yeah, realistic yeah. things. And then... Um, I told her it was basically like my mind started from the ninjas to transformers mm -hmm. to like robots. And then when you see like robots, you can see like the simplicity of, yeah, yeah. of the mass. And so from there, I see, I don't know when you're, when you're, when I'm young, I didn't know anatomy, yeah. but I do. You're, I'm starting to learn about mass. Yeah. So my drawing is going to change, but, but now, now since my my the, my style, my my talent, and my power as an artist has elevated at such a high-powered level, as an art god now, I have the ability to create anything now. So now it's like everything is like a snapshot yeah. of something of an imagination, and then um, I could uh, basically manipulate it as well too. So that's that's the power that that artists need to always learn. If you want to become a master mm -hmm. of your craft, yeah, regardless of the money and the business and all that kind of stuff, just uh, you as an artist, it's called innovation. Like if you can innovate your craft to the highest degree, that's like that's all it, all it is. It's being the best of the best at what you do, and mm -hmm. that's I always test artists out. Yeah, that's how I became a master artist because I'll be real with you guys. I started just challenging artists. Yeah. You guys are gonna trip out on this. I said this. I was I was always the best artist since I was a child. I was better than kids that were twice my age and three times my age and adults. And then, as I told you, I was better than all my teachers, mm -hmm. all my all my professors, anybody who who tried to teach me how to draw. I would always draw better than them, and then they would always know it too. Mm -hmm. Everyone's always just like bowing down. <laughs> so for me, uh, being the best artist in the world. It's about me basically like uh, transcending and pushing limits mm -hmm. with everything that I draw now, mm -hmm. you know. So that that's that's where my mentality is now um, in art, because I say it's it's about innovation, or or an, and it's about philanthropy. So innovation and philanthropy are, are the two main things that I create artwork uh, for now, because it's it's basically. Um, me as a as an art god it's me bringing uh god's destiny to this world mm. through my divine power right because i can yeah. now i can create anything into a reality especially if i align forces with all the high-powered billionaires mm. who are collecting my artwork and then they're going to uh, invest into basically the greater good of 
of a human revolution mm. through art. Yeah. As a master artist, the greatest artist of all time, bringing, uh, elevating the whole entire world, you know, and, and on a global scale, that's what I want. Damn, that's a, that's way better than my goals. I just want a fucking hour special by sometime. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking dope, bro. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, that's why, I like, for right now, it's interesting. Like, we've been sitting here, you guys. I have a lot of interesting things about me. It's interesting. I'm like I said, I'm I'm a high powered innovator, but I'm a high powered genius of marketing. Uh-huh. I'm also uh the world's greatest art dealer. Uh-huh. I also create multi million dollar ideas mm-hmm. like now. Yeah. So I can create a I can create a million dollar uh piece of artwork for you. Mm-hmm. Or of an idea that we can make right now. Yeah. If we talked about it. Yeah. Right? Same as you. I could make a million dollars for you. With an idea. So those are things that we should talk about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah let's make this podcast a million dollars. We've been trying to figure out how to do like a good cover. Because um, it's like, you know, podcast cover and like a good logo and stuff. And that's the thing that we've always kind of been stuck on. Because I see a lot of stuff that are like definitely need brand marketing. Exactly. Yes. Um, And you know, I don't know if you can tell, uh, but we're on phones right now. What's the name of the brand? Uh, Buddies. 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 Just that's it. Just buddies. buddies? Exclamation point. Buddies. Exclamation point. Exclamation. Okay. That's it. Buddies. You need buddies. uh, Brand. High powered brand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And uh, well, it's it's such a simple concept because. You know, with me doing comedy and being at the comedy store, it was like behind the stores, just kind of like a place where everyone would meet and hang out before their sets. And it's only comics allowed. So it was comics and their guests. So all the different ranges of big comics would have insane guests. So if it was like, you know, there's how we've been there with Chappelle and then we ended up both talking to fucking, um, oh God, uh, his his producer and... Uh, Talib Kweli. and his uh, fucking uh, engineer. And it was like we had a great conversation he got to hear fucking the album before it dropped you know what i mean like so that was the kind of thing we wanted to create like a place where just artists could come hang out and smoke and stuff you know it was just like you know you and your buddies you know so that's kind of like the vibe always dug is like very simple but just kind of about the art and weed and getting (laughs) stoned and getting stoned who's the world's greatest comedic stoner uh i mean that's the biggest thing is that's what we always said was like, I think everyone always, you know, <laughs> people thought Doug Benson, he, I think Doug Benson kind of was, he was the one that kind of really revolutionized what it was to be like a stoner comic. But then you kind of realize that weed being legal now, it's, it's, there's no like big stoner comic. It's like, name me all the comics that smoke weed and it's pretty much everybody, you know, Burt Kreischer smokes weed, Segura fucking eats edibles, uh, Joe Rogan smokes weed, like Duncan Trussell smokes weed, like pretty much every comic I know smokes weed. So <laughs> it's just funny that it's like, you don't even really need to brand it as like, you know, Oh, you know, these are the weed guys, you know, it's like, or, and also we don't want to be like weed comics, you know, cause I'm not a weed comic. Yeah. I'm a comic that smokes weed. You know, um, uh, kind of the same thing. It's like I'm not a Mexican comic. I'm a comic that is Mexican, you know? Yeah. So it's like you don't want to be... The thing I was always preached was you don't want to be like... A, you don't want to be a thing, you know? You just want to be a comic. And then everything else is just things you're interested in. You know what I mean? Like, Joe Rogan's not the 
martial arts comic. You know what I mean? He just loves MMA. Uh, what's that? Turn it out. Oh yeah, yeah, he just loves MMA. I was like, I was like, what's going on? You want me to hit this? Because I will. Uh, uh, our next Patreon member, uh, Ryan St. George, homeboy. Uh, focus concentrates. Love Thanks, you, bro. Right guy. Uh, guy. Thanks for uh, the sin mint, dog. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like the thing where I was like, you don't want to be like the thing. You want to be like a comic, and then everything else. Yeah. Because that's the thing yeah. is like this isn't like. I mean, I know we're doing dabs, and it's hard to be like, this isn't like a weed podcast. <laughs> like, I'm a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Trying to be high and mighty. <laughs> like, we have good conversations and meaning. I mean, we are part yeah, of Yeah, for five some, minutes. Yeah, for five minutes. And then the rest of the hour is just us fucking lit. Um, we want it to be a little bit, you know, something more. Yeah. That's are what we try saying, to. But are it's you, all. Are you, are you trying to say you're not trying to be a weed ambassador? Um, of the United Weed Alliance, I guess of I the universe. I guess I am. I'm just. I'm just trying to introduce my funny. I'm just trying to introduce all my good comic friends to good weed and great conversation. So I guess yes, I am a weed ambassador. It's a weird. Of yeah, weed. yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'll fucking take that. Uh, code green and code green. Oh my god. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to be we've the had, fucking. We've got a traitor over here. They're <laughs> not trying to basically proclaim the weed. Provenance. Oh, hey, puppy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll fix it. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. No, no, I do. No, no. Yeah. I got no, I feel you, though. I definitely feel you, though. I'll make sure it's lined up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize it was on me. It's like, uh, oh shit. Oh man. No, but that's that's yeah. really interesting though. You know, you know, it's kind. Of, I'm so glad you stated that though, because I actually I feel you exactly on that. Um, I just don't really even talk about it that much, but like since I've been, I just been noticing that cannabis is really a part of so many things. I, it is. Everything. I mean, right it's now, so you know, ingrained so, to to yeah. to think it's not. Is ridiculous. I mean, it's a very big part about. Uh, it's a very big part of uh, putting uh, minorities in jail. You know, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's a lot of reasons. It's a, oh, it's a man, lot. Yeah. It's a lot of reasons. Uh, some kids can't see their fathers. <laughs> man, uh, that's all real, real. Yeah, that's real, real. Listen, I love making jokes like that. One because it's so real and uh, it's terrible, and uh, I like making jokes about terrible things. Man. Definitely. <laughs> That's the great part about being a comedian, right? Yeah, man. It's also like weird being cooped up because I feel like the release is, is not a lot of it. So usually when you're constantly going up, you know, your meter for saying fucked up shit isn't as, you know, is what it is right now. Because it's like, <laughs> I, like I'll leave and I'll say some shit that's just wild. And it's like, because I, you know, I want a reaction. You know, that's what the comedy is. You know, you want a reaction. You know, you also want it to be like funny and well written, obviously. But sometimes with your friends, you're just like, I want to fucking, you know, yeah, I want someone to be like, what the fuck, Frank? And you're like, I like that. That's, yeah, that's, that's I like that. That's great. That's great. Other people uncomfortable, sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like now you know what it was like when I was a kid. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? And it's like, sorry, this, this stuff I didn't work out. But now you guys get to suffer. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of psychological movies with my wife. <laughs> They've only had one. Their car's been broken, so yeah, she's working yeah. from home. Yeah, we were together for like seven days. They stole the Catholic We converter. worked together? You mean she worked from home while you sat there? I mean, I sat in my room and played fucking PlayStation, and it was just, it felt like I was a teenager. It was great. I didn't have to put clothes on. It was nice. Just sat in my own fucking filth. No, I watched a lot of Netflix. 
don't know if you can tell I'm a gross person. Thanks for watching, buddies, guys. Yeah, hey. Subscribe to our Patreon. You're married? I am married. About a year and a half now. Been together for about 10 years now, going on a decade. Kids? No, no kids. I don't think we're going to have kids. No, no. Uh oh. Too much fun. (laughs) No. Six year relationship, though. Oh, six year relationship. Oh, that's cool. Six years kind of crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Definitely. Do you have any kids? No kids. Nice. Yeah. It's a good feeling, right? I someone accidentally tagged me on Instagram. It was a post about uh like just women and having their fathers in their lives and shit. Yeah. And some uh, lady tagged I guess her ex boyfriend very angrily, like, fuck you, Frank Castillo, for not being in your kid's life and she tagged me and I was so fucking high when it happened that I looked at it and I was like, yo, did I fuck someone in Brooklyn? Like, I had to, like, think it. And I was like, wait, no, I've never fucked anybody. And then I was like, was roast battle. oh, yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Like, and I mean, I've been in New York, like, once, but I was like, oh, shit. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, God, what am I, a fucking asshole? And you know what I mean? I was so high. I was like, oh, damn, did I? And I was like, wait, no, what am I, what are you fucking talking about, Frank? And then I was like, so funny. Um, and then, I, like, I, I didn't know what to say because I don't want to be, like, a dick. But I was just like, hey, that sucks that, you know, he's not in not the kids' me. life. Yeah, yeah, it's not me. I but think it's, it's fair. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's not me. But wrong it's, Frank. Yeah, I was like, it sucks that, that you know, I mean, you know, and I was like, you know, I was a product of divorce, blah, 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 blah. Um, I was also high and super empathetic. So I was like, you know, if she needs a godfather, uh, just let me know. So she messages me. And then we start talking. She sent me pictures of the kid and stuff. <laughs> So I sent them five hundred dollars, and no, I didn't send them any money. But it was just like she was, it was just very funny. And then like I ended up getting <laughs> this woman. She showed me her like whole family and stuff. It was very funny. And I do actually kind of look like her ex, and his name is Frank Castillo, which is fucking wild. It's like the person I could have been. You know what I mean? Like if I didn't do stand up and I was a piece of shit, and I could have been a deadbeat dad. <laughs> This is a very wild show. Yeah, that was, that was, it's a very that wild was, show. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> that was something, Frank. <laughs> All right. You want to do some dabs? What's a, what's a, we'll what's a difficult question? I want, you know what? Uh, for me or for you? For, for me, it's like five plus five. It's not a lot of tough things for me. Uh, math was not one of my strong suits. What kind of tough question were you thinking of? I'm thinking of this. I had a great one. Great question for you right here. Real deep, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> you deep, gotta, deep questions really with Frank deep. Castillo. Really deep. You're okay. gonna, you, I want you to real, really think hard about this answer, too. Okay. So I wanted to say... You want to set me up with a dab? and then uh, <laughs> uh, You'll ask the question, I'll do the dab, and then I'll like think about it. There you go. There you go. I'll ask the question, and you just think this about gonna it. This is going to be a mess. This is going to be ridiculous. It. You're going to love it. So... so what it is is it's basically um if you could tell an epic legendary joke right to any person in the world that would basically say to you after you after you said the joke oh my god i love you I want to give I will give you any help and support that you need damn that is like a great fucking question (laughs) help and support that you need 
who would that person be? I want you to think about that 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 name. Okay. I think we have the same answer. Think about that name, who who that person is, though, and then tell tell me your reason. Nick. Damn, that is that is a fucking. By the way, that is a fucking great question because what you're asking yeah. is, if you could guarantee validation from someone that you look up to, and then not only not only get that validation, but also get their approval, and also like I'm I want to see you succeed. That's a so that's support. a fucking insane question. Who would that person be? Who do you think it is? Um, I think I know. I already. I. It's. It's. Huh. <laughs> I think I know yours. Uh, can I guess? Kevin Smith, right? No. Oh, who? My dad. Uh, (laughs) 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 I'm so sorry. I'm laughing at that. I'm so sorry. I'm laughing at that. (laughs) Oh, my God. We all just want validation from our parents. Oh, that's so funny. Man, um, so I'm going to take this dab and then I'll answer that question. But that is a great question. Because I've already fucking been- Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> Bro, you, you've gone to his pop-ups. You went to movies. <laughs> You're not telling me if Kevin Smith was like, "You're fucking hilarious." I'm gonna do everything I can. Kevin Smith production, movie productions, or whatever the fuck. View askew is a hundred percent behind you. You wouldn't be like, "Oh, this is dope." That'd be cool. Oh, okay. See exactly. Um. Damn. Oh, fuck, that's crazy. <laughs> fuck, that is a good question. I mean... You know what? It's okay. You, you have to take no, no, the no, dab I, no, first. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to take the dab first. You're taking I, the dab yeah, first. Yeah, and I know the answer, too. It's... Um, yeah, it's a real difficult it's, one. I'll right tell you, there. it's between two. It's between Rogan and Chappelle. That's what I... For me, Rogan it's between Rogan and Chappelle. And Chappelle. Um, wow. And I have great stories with both of them. Um... But, yeah, it's definitely with both of those two, um, you know, but also like I don't, maybe not like fully. I mean, I've gotten the support from both of them and I've gotten that, you know, OK. Good. That's a good one. That's a gold Very state citrusy. banana. Thanks to uh, Summer Boys hooking us up. Yes, yes, yes. You guys. Favorite part of the episode, Frank drinks his milk. (laughs) (laughs) How much much dab is left? (laughs) Wow. Let's go, Frank. That was a lot, though, right? That was a solid. That was bigger than his last time. That was like a point two five. Nice quarter oh, gram man. to the head. Need some water, brother? <laughs> Need some oxygen. You got an oxygen tank? Yeah. 
Thanks to Anthony and Mike for that one. The homies over Whoa. at Summit Boys. No, that was a mega dab. <laughs> yeah, that was a fat ass dab. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hands up. Yeah. Thank you, JP. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Some people are like, did that that looks like it hurts. And you know what? You'd be surprised. <clears throat> it's uh it hurts a lot. It's a lot of the suffocating. Um yeah. tight chest. Should probably Whoa. stop dabbing, Frank. Mm, no. Should probably take a break. <laughs> it's a pandemic, man. It's either this or just shots of whiskey. <laughs> if I do shots of whiskey, then I'm just screaming at my TV. <laughs> and then the neighbors wake up, and then they report us to yes. ice. Um, <clears throat> Frank. Oh yeah. Anyways, um, so I guess it would have to be. Um, you know what I do? You know what I do in those situations where, where I'm coughing Ice? a lot and oh. stuff like that? You sit, you, you sit, posture up, right? Sit, posture up, Bill. Yeah, and then you close your eyes too. Close your eyes too, you know? You don't, like, um, I think that, like, when, you're, when your body is being affected, when you're coughing and stuff, like, it's obviously, like, trying to reject something yeah. of a reaction, so you but if you're able to like calm your nerves, you know, and like, and that's why that's where like I, I really believe in spirituality and meditation. Yeah. So you you do that, and then like, man, everything calms down like so fast. To answer Song your question, messages. Chappelle. Chappelle, Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle. Yeah, I love that answer. Um, that, love Dave Chappelle. Al- but in the sense of like, you know, I've gotten to open for him a little bit, um, but like to be one of his. <laughs> like Mo, Mo Ammer. You open for uh, Chappelle? Yeah, I've opened for him a few times. No um, way. Locally what? at the store, I would yeah. always open his shows when he was there. Um, I got to do like 10 minutes up top, and then I got to open up for him in the Punchline in San Francisco. And that was amazing. That was life-changing. But, you know, as a young comic, um, to be around him all the time, to see him go up all the time, to watch him do his shit, yeah. it really, you know, Mo Ammer... Went through that, and I've watched him only blow up and get better. I mean, when I went out with Mo, I got so much better at stand-up. Just being with him all the time, watching how he worked, watching his work ethic, watching how he thought, how he approached stuff. You know, it really <clears throat> elevates your game, especially your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Dave Chappelle is <coughs> epic, legendary comic. He's yeah. one of the greats. Yeah. That's for sure, yeah. Yeah, you know why I got so much love for him is that yeah he's, you know he's uh, he's always smoked too. Yeah. Yeah, he was <laughs> half baked, bro. Yeah, and he's like, well, I love his comedy too. Is just that it's like so uh, it comes off so natural. Yeah. Um, with him, it's not a forced, um, uh, like, spectacle of attention to try and be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is I think is like that's. That's real genuine comedy. Yeah, man. When you're able to do that, I, my one of my favorite comics is Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, no um, way! Yeah, definitely love Seinfeld. If I could work, Seinfeld would be one of my favorites, that, like ever to work with. Yeah, who are some of the who are some of the comics that you would like definitely love to work with and or meet? 
definitely Seinfeld. Um, definitely Chappelle, for sure. Um, you know what? This is I want to work with this guy just because this guy is like freaking. I think he's so hilarious. Uh, Michael Blackson. Oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I want to work with him. He's just freaking hilarious, like just naturally. Yeah. Just whatever, roaming around, being being a funny guy. It's like I think that that's just like that comes. That, like he's got that that natural gift right there. Definitely would love to work with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely want to work with The Rock. Yeah. Gotta work with The Rock. Um, you know, um, it's interesting for me. Uh, I want to work with. This is what this is somebody that I really. Got to work with Yuzaku Mezawa and Elon Musk. Who's oh I know who Elon Musk. Who's uh, you know Yuzaku Mezawa no. is. So he's the Japanese billionaire who started the Dear Moon project with Elon Musk and SpaceX. Oh okay. So he wants to bring eight artists to the moon, and I want to be one of those artists. Oh what? So I'm what's he? Campaign to what's be. he doing? What's he? He he <coughs> basically donated over a billion dollars. Yeah. Why does he want to bring them to the moon? Because he wants to spruce up the place. He like, wants well, I mean, to bring these eight artists to be inspired by yeah, like what they can, what they can see. That. Okay. And what they're what they're inspired by. Oh, see how dumb I am. I'm like, why are they going to bring it? <laughs> and yeah. you're like, I don't know to fucking Hang painting? see the edge of space, and then I don't know up their game. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Some life changing shit like that would trip me out. I'd want. It's I really, mean, really interesting too. Can you imagine doing mushrooms in space? Dude, you already know Yuzaku's. We do mushrooms. Yuzaku's gonna have. Oh, dude! Oh, fuck! I really. Oh man, that damn! And then you saying that that really kind of fucked me up a little bit. (laughs) I don't want to look outside. I just got really sweaty. I need you to take care of the next fifteen minutes of this podcast. (laughs) You're right. We are doing fucking mushrooms in space. Except I'm not doing mushrooms right now. I'm just high shit. Okay, it's over. I'm good. Anyways, (laughs) Frank. That one really tripped me out, man. Have to call your wife. Oh, I mean, yeah, my wife. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yes, yes. Um, that's an innovate on an innovation tip with Elon. Um, all the billionaires. Uh, for me, I started doing. I didn't. We didn't get into this aspect yet, but I, I basically started doing portraitures of high-powered billionaires, and then basically. Um, dominating their high-powered provenance yeah, yeah, by friends. gifting the artwork to all the billionaires um, with this high-powered gift of honor. Okay. And I, I, I let them know that I created it with the methodology of Leonardo da Vinci. Huh. That's, the, that's the stance of what the art is created on. <laughs> and, uh, Damn. Yeah, so, so it's basically giving a billionaire like um, let's just say like a $10 million piece of artwork or a $25 million piece of artwork. Yeah. And then, you know, us delivering it with white gloves, you know, <laughs> and then basically I would be there, you know, with honor and I would actually bow down too, you know, as if like, oh yes, this is an honor for me to bring a, a $20 million piece of artwork to your house. And uh, so I, I play the game. I do that. And that's the most honorable way to basically obtain provenance for me. Yeah, um, how many of those? How many? How much uh, provenance have you 
gotten. Man, let me show you. That's what I brought here today. <clears throat> so I just, it's interesting. I just came back from. Oh, uh, it says portfolio. I thought that I, I'm so high. I thought uh, we were all just mispronouncing portfolio. Uh, <laughs> Providence. Yeah, I just came back from a, um, today I came back from a high-powered meeting at a $100 million mansion. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, my God, in Bel Air. Mind you, $50 million mansions and $100 million mansions, totally different kind of mansions. Man, uh, totally different. This was, I, it's hard for me even to say it's a mansion. I was like, this is not a mansion, this is a... You have your luxury resort <coughs> hotel here. Yeah. That's what this is here. It's this like is a this is a fucking production studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. I was like, you need a staff here. You really need a staff yeah. to actually execute that yeah. and to be in that. And they're definitely not going to be white. You know what I mean? Oh, like, man, yeah. pay that extra money. You know? <laughs> Can you make sure they're not more white? All right, thank you. That'll be. I know that's an extra million dollars, but you know, we really we want to we really want to feel good here. Uh, is what I'm guessing. That's I know that's me just painting a broad strokes of picture, but anyways. Definitely. You are, dog. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I do portraits of high-powered billionaires. Yeah. And uh, actually, let me tell you how, how cold-blooded the game is, how I am with it. I created a portrait of Michael Milken, uh, seven, uh, $3.7 uh, billion. And net worth, he does the Milken Institute in the conference. Mm. He supports, um, his institute supports prostate cancer yeah. research and all that. So, uh, and he's very smart. He does the conference with all the billionaire gatherings and he gets a lot of sponsorship money. Yeah. So he'll get like, you know, maybe about $50 uh, million per event just in sponsorship back. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a business for him. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like basically like me saying, like, if I had that billionaire network, why wouldn't I monetize and have them, yeah. all these people keep donating into what I do? Yeah. And so that's what he did. And so um, my brother, uh, he knew that I wanted to get to a billionaire with my artwork. And I asked him, I said, do you know a billionaire? I said, I don't, I don't mean personally. I'm just saying, do you know, do you know anyone that has connections in mm -hmm. towards a billionaire? And then he said, Michael Milken, the Milken Institute. Mm -hmm. He said, I do the audio and visual. So he said, I'm going to get you in to the Milken. And he said, as a volunteer for the Milken Institute. And I was like, then you're inside the door. Mm. And then I said, you know what? Sign me up. Sign me up. You bet I'll, you bet I'll, I'll, I'll volunteer. If I'm going to go, my only focus is to go in there like a freaking Navy SEAL. Like 007, and I'm gonna get to that billionaire. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do anything it takes. Yeah. And I was like, I drew, I drew the artwork of Michael Milken the night before, and I drew the hell out of it, mm. just like Leonardo da Vinci. Mm. Put it inside the frame, and I put mm -hmm. it inside my bag. And I remember, I, I, I prayed. Remember, I was praying that night, and I was like, I was like, okay, man, this is a sign from God. Like, I'm set up. I'm gonna be in a billionaire's like building yeah i just need to get to him so i i didn't get an answer but i told myself i'm gonna go there uh one hour earlier and i'm gonna pray again yeah and i went one hour earlier to the milken institute and i was praying in my car and, and then i said god what should i do 
And then God said, Master Artist, you already created the masterpiece. All you got to do is show the artwork to the people, and the people will bring you to that man. That's the words that I heard in my head. And then I drove up to the Milken Institute, and the first person that I met was Ramiro, the parking attendant. Mm. And I pulled out the piece of artwork, and I said, have you seen this guy? And he goes, oh, that's the boss. And then I was like, oh, man. He's like, he's like, you created that? I said, yeah. And then I said, he looked at it. He, he grabbed the piece of artwork even closer, and he looked at the details. And he's like, oh, my God. He's all like, you're not just talented. You're, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I'm a master artist. Mm-hmm. I'm the best of the best. And then he's like, you know what? I, I can give it to him. He's like, my brother is his driver. So they call me in whenever uh, Michael Milken comes to the mm-hmm. building. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know Michael. I see him every day. I can give it to him. And then I told him, I said, no, no, no. Can't give it to him. I said, I got to hand it yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that's and smart. Yeah. That's smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have my demo tape. Oh, I'll give it to him. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have to give him my demo tape. I have to <laughs> hand it to them. Yeah, smart. Yeah. So that's how I treat the art because it's, it's a multi million dollar piece of artwork. Yeah. I cannot hand that to you to like hand over. I have to be the one. He has to see me and he has to bless me. And I have to see the reaction of how he takes the art. Yeah. Because Michael Milken, the story is crazy on how he looked at the artwork. So the Romero says, I'll, I'll call you. He, I, he said, give me your number. I gave him my number and he says, I'll call you when he comes in. I could do it. And I said, bet. So mind you, this is what I was doing. I was driving a truck for the Milken Institute mm. as a volunteer. They had me driving a cargo truck, picking up all their, their equipment and stuff at their warehouse back to the Milken Institute. Romero calls me up and he goes, hey, Master Artist, I, I just saw Michael Milken. I told him about your artwork. He said, bring him up to my office. And I was like, oh, I'll be there right, I'll be right there. Drove back to the Milken Institute. He's like, you got the art? I got the artwork. And I looked at him, I said, Romero, I said, I said, Romero, I said, why? I said, why are you doing this? This is amazing. He said, I just met you, but I, I, I feel something about you and you're talented. And he goes, and you're a good man. And I just said, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. He walked me up. We went to the uh, top of the uh, building the, this this is what taught me a lot about life. There are barriers, people that were are guardians that will keep you from meeting billionaires. Mm-hmm. So you have to be smart. They're enough. called assistants. <laughs> yep, assistants and also um, um, secretaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> assistants and secretaries. So the first person that we met was his assistant, mm-hmm. and his assistant was this super like political like you can see this like all whited out old white guy <laughs> he looked like a politician yeah but he had like um he had like giant like a huge library yeah of books like okay. all behind him and it was like walking to go see a judge <laughs> yeah you're like oh this is ominous <laughs> yeah and i was just like dude this is ridiculous and then there's some doors to the side and then he's like gentlemen you gentlemen have not followed protocol upon entering He's all, Michael is very busy right now, working yeah, yeah, yeah. on uh, many uh, meetings right now. Yeah. Obviously, they're multi-million dollar meetings, right? Or billion dollar meetings. Yeah, yeah. And then, anyhow, Romero says to the guy, to the assistant, he goes, 
the boss told me to bring him. <laughs> and then smart. <laughs> he said the boss told me. Yeah. And then he looked at him and he was but he was kind of like looking at him like um, he's just like yeah, he wasn't yeah. trusting it. Yeah, you know? yeah, he was like, mm, yeah, yeah. And so it was one of those things of like, all right, is I gonna get chewed out because it, 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 he was weighing the risk of like, am let, I am I gonna in, get yeah. in trouble yeah. <clears throat> or am I gonna get chewed out for not letting this person? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who? Li- yeah, that guy. Yeah, that. And he was really assessing it. Yeah, yeah that's smart. He, he kind of <clears throat> didn't want to do it, but then yeah. when he said the boss, yeah, he was like, told me to bring him. Yeah. He was like. Let me bring you to the next room. Mm -hmm. And then we went to the next room, and then it was Milken's secretary. Mm. And this was like... The second boss. You're going to trip out on her as a character. She was like, basically like the cranky, the cranky old principal Mm -hmm. at at an elementary school. That's the kind of attitude that she had. And she was like... bitch! Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We I, step, I just, I just, I'm so high. I saw my shadow and was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I don't know how I we stepped in the room, and the first thing that she said was, "No, no, 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 no." She's like, "You have to email me. You have to go through the protocol." And then, mind you, the door was open though. You could see Michael Milken on the phone, and he had a guest. He had somebody yeah. else in his office with him, and then <laughs> Romero. I love God bless his soul. He was so gangster with it. He told he told the secretary, the boss told me to bring him up like ten minutes ago, and then she's looking at him like, mm, like he's in yeah. a meeting. And then yeah. Romero's so gangster with it. I love him so <clears throat> much. They they were counting him out. They were like, he's just a freaking parking attendant. Yeah, he's the lowest on the totem pole. How could he be up here with his master artist, trying to bring a a portrait to Michael right now? What? Shoot, they were both looking at us crazy. Yeah, yeah. And Romero was so gangster with it, he goes, Hey, Michael! Michael! And then Michael's on the phone, he hangs up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. Come that's, on in. That's what we call a relationship. Yeah. And the, the assistant and the secretary were hating. Yeah. Just looking at us, like, walk by, like, because you had the power. <clears throat> yeah. But that taught me a lot about life. Yeah. With that one. It taught me... Like, Fuck secretaries. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and assistants. Yeah, bro. And yeah, you got to be real Fuck careful. Yeah. A lot of them, a lot of those types of people will, will pop attitude, you know? And, yeah. And um, yeah, it's definitely, it's the, it's a tough situation with assistants and secretaries. Yeah. They're trying to be uh, guardians. Yeah, absolutely. Barriers, so. um, well, what's this? I'm so uh, but, Oh, no, right here. This is my, my, the provenance that I, I wanted to bring you guys of the art that I created. Oh, shit. So I just wanted to show you uh, the different people that are in my provenance. So we got King LeBron James. Oh, yeah. King LeBron. I'm going to put it right here. Tremendous. You got Andy Warhol. Wow, that's a dope Andy Warhol. Thank you. You know, Andy Warhol. Yeah, do you want to show the camera? You know, this is King James. Yeah. yeah. Let me do this properly. Hail to the king, (laughs) LeBron James. Yeah. 
you know what? I have so much respect and honor for this man right here as uh-huh. a competitor to be at the top of his game, yeah. to be the best of the best, no undeniable, no questions asked. He's the greatest. Um, he's not the greatest of all time, but he I say he's the greatest today. Yeah. Yes, he is. Michael Jordan is still the, the GOAT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but LeBron James today is the greatest that's living today. Yeah. Unstoppable, untouchable. He's going to win multiple championships uh, with the Lakers. I could see that happening. Then he will be recognized yeah. as the greatest of all time. Absolutely. It's going to happen. LeBron James, much love and respect. I had to do with LeBron James. Um, this is my first LeBron James that I created. Um, Andy Warhol, also a great basketball player. Andy Warhol. <laughs> one of the most high-powered art brands of all time. I believe he's number two Yeah. in the all-time. Who's number one? Uh, number one is Pablo Picasso. That makes sense. So you got Andy Warhol, number two. So his artwork is sold... Uh, the most, the second most all-time art brand of all time. So, and his art brand is so strong in dominating the billionaire demographic yeah. that um, there are certain dealers and certain people that are in that uh, market that actually dominate the market. Okay. So that, and that affects, that affects basically the, uh, the taste and those those yeah. collectors that are buying the Warhols Taste and the billionaires, but then they also buy a lot of contemporary artwork. Yeah, right. So his, um, but this guy right here, the greatest pop artist of all time. What I learned from Warhol was he's the most genius, marketable artist of all time. Yeah. He, his mind was actually like. It was so genius. I, I saw the breakdown of how he he broke down the whole world of fame and art and money. Like, he broke it all down. Like a little science. Like, he was pinpointing things. And people don't realize that about him. They just think like, oh, how did he become so mm-hmm. recognized and so big? But he set everything up in his whole career. And he made himself into a figment of a character um, that's... That people are appraising till this day. Yeah. Huge legend still. <clears throat> Andy Warhol. Yeah. Especially with the LGBT mm-hmm. um, aspect also. And and Warhol's uh, character is, uh, is definitely epic and legendary. One of the great ones. But I will say this. Andy Warhol. He ain't got no skill, no talent, none of that stuff. Damn. No, he ain't got none <laughs> of that. Calling out Andy Warhol. Yeah, he ain't got none of that. He's just a genius in marketing. I will give him all the love and I power mean, there's so many that. untalented people that are geniuses yeah, in marketing. But he's an untalented it's literally mega the name genius, of the game. Yeah. Right, of art. That's what I call him. He's an untalented mega genius of art. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Yeah. He's not here for innovation. He's here to actually silkscreen some things. He's trying to do things that are actually the simplest and easiest ways to do it, to call yourself an artist, and then sell it for the highest price point, which is okay. That's the business of art, and and that's what the reality of what Warhol did. Yeah. He made the business of art the art. 
Yeah, no, I've watched comedy yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this gentleman right here is Francois Pinois. He's the owner of Christie's. I have no idea what Christie's is. His net worth is $12 billion. Holy shit, that's crazy. Who's that? He also owns companies like LVMH, Louis Vuitton. Oh, okay. Looks like it. <laughs> Never mind. Epstein's headshot. <laughs> <laughs> Francois Pinois. He's actually recognized as the um, the world's wealthiest art collector in the world. Okay. International. He's from Paris, France. High powered provenance. They say bread weird there. This is the beautiful Farrah Abraham. Girl, you guys know Farrah Abraham? No. She's a social media star. Is it the 16? Uh, yeah, she is. And then she you, did a you porn know thing? exactly yeah. who she is. She didn't do porn at 16. <laughs> you know exactly she, was, <coughs> she was a teen mom. Teen mom. Yeah, yeah. she. Um, <coughs> I seduced her. <laughs> yeah, I did. Remember I told you I seduced beautiful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was just By like, the way, that seems like the type of woman it would work on. <laughs> It would work. She on seems easy. the kind of person that you show her a picture of herself. She'd be like, "Yeah, I'll fuck you." Oh, dude, it was like, it was like a snap of a finger. Yeah, like you've like, seen what I've done to get on TV. You'll just see what I'll do for a picture of myself. <laughs> Teen mom. Yeah, yeah. Fair Abraham. Yeah, I just you know I was just flexing. I wanted to test out my laws of seduction on her, and you know I drew a masterpiece portrait of her beauty, and by boom, she came. <laughs> Yeah, it was as easy as that. Wild. Oh, here goes That's Michael crazy. Milken, my good buddy. The nice. This is the story of Michael Milken, of how I told you I met him through Romero. Yeah. Romero is my guardian angel. Love him to death. Love him so much. Brought me to Michael Milken, told me you're a good man, Master Artist. You're a good man, and you're amazingly talented. You're like, you're not just talented, you're like freaking incredible. I said, oh, no, thank you. I appreciate you so much. And he says, I'm going to get you there. I'm, I'm going to gangster you <laughs> to that billionaire. It's a good friend, bro. And I love that. He yeah. was a man that you, you don't get people that do that. No. Yeah. But Michael Milken, uh, high-powered philanthropist, humanitarian, um, does a lot of great support uh, right now for COVID. Uh, but he, he did it mainly. Uh, his foundation mainly supports prostate cancer. Yeah. Yeah, high-powered. He gets he brings in all the funding for all that. Fuck yeah. This is the man right here. I love him so much. So want to build, want to really build with Michael Milken on yeah. a high-powered level with all of his causes. That's how you do great things with these billionaires. Mm -hmm. You have to think smart. It's not just about getting their provenance, but now you want to actually bring your resources as an artistic, creative individual who can actually support him and his campaign yeah. on what he does, then there will be a, a business uh, interaction between you guys. Yeah. So that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here he goes. This is Eli Broad, the owner of the Broad Museum in oh, downtown yeah. Los Angeles. That's, if you don't know, that's that big white ice cube building that has all kinds of little holes in it yeah but that's the broad building it has i believe he has a billion dollars worth of art Jeez. yeah 
um, in that building. He has Damian Hurst, Jeff Koons, Andy Warhols, Basquiat. He's got a lot of high-powered art over there. But Eli Broad, um, $7.5 billion net worth. He wants to give seven, uh, three quarters of that back to the art world. Wow. Definitely, Eli Broad. This is the beautiful Jeannie Bus owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. Who's I did not know that. Jeannie Bus, owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. Her net worth is five hundred million, but I believe she'll begin to a billion this year now that she's won the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she uh she took over the franchise from her father, Jerry Bus. Okay. And um, but yes, Jeannie Bus, the owner, she's the one that writes LeBron James's check. Holy she, shit! <laughs> yeah. Signed, uh, signed by her. Damn. Oh, yeah, signed by Jeannie Bus. Um, what's go? Uh, we're almost at uh, hitting two hours. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun one. <laughs> See, I'm like I, I can't even present pronounce his name because I don't want to disrespect his name, but I will give him. The most high-powered provenance yeah. of who this is. This is the ruler of Dubai. Okay. Twelve billion net worth. The ruler of Dubai. Damn. I'll go to his room. It's the Iron Sheik. Yeah. This is Ariana Rockefeller. She is the heiress to the Rockefeller family. Jesus Christ. Ariana Rockefeller. I don't even want to say the net worth. <laughs> that I mean, one. <laughs> this is Bernard Arnault, the owner of Louis uh, LVMH. Yeah. Bernard Arnault. I believe he's also a twelve billion net worth. People from France, a lot of billionaires from France. Yeah. Oh, this is Patrick Draghi. He's the owner of Sotheby's. Yeah. Southwise? Sotheby's? Sotheby's? Southwise? Yep. I don't know. I'm bad with words. You heard about that, right? Yeah. Sotheby's? Yep. That's where they sell all the multi-million dollar art pieces. So he, he purchased the entire company, I believe, for... It, it wasn't even that much. I believe it was somewhere like, like $3 billion. Yeah. And then, yeah, he pretty much owns it now. <laughs> and, and I said, wow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. This guy like basically bought like forty percent of the art market yeah. <laughs> by doing that. Damn. Yeah. Wild. Pretty much. I was like, yeah, I definitely got to do his portrait. Yeah. <laughs> Lion forces with him. Oh, here we go. This is Larry Gagosian. He's the number one art dealer in the world. His net worth is five hundred million. But he's the individual that basically. He made Jeff Koons and Damien Hirst artwork worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah, all just through his connections, and he knows all these other guys right here that he sells art to. Okay. This is Francois Henry Pinois. This is the son of Francois Pinois. He is married to Salma Hayek. His net worth is twelve billion dollars. He owns a company called Caring Company, and they own companies like Dior yeah. and Gucci. Damn. 
It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Too much money. It's a, yeah. I think this guy right here has got a lot of money too. Bill Gates. So we got Bill Gates here. I believe Bill, his net worth just touched below a hundred billion. So he is, I believe, in the ninety-nine billion um, net worth. Bill Gates. Um, he's a part of my provenance. Like I said, I made him a million dollars, and uh, that's how I became an independent fine artist mm -hmm. after I made Bill a million dollars. So Bill is a part of my provenance. Uh, this is Jean-Michel Basquiat. Definitely one of the world's greatest uh, recognized art brands of all time. Mm -hmm. His art worth is being cherished and pushed to the highest degree right now. So definitely got to cherish his legacy. Yeah. Jean-Michel Basquiat and Andy Warhol go hand in hand. This is David Hockney. David Hockney is a living artist still. I believe he may be in his 90s. He just sold an art piece for $90.3 million, which is the second highest sold piece of artwork by a living artist. David Hockney. It's like bubbles. There we go. Oh, we got Lairs. Elon. You guys know Elon? Yeah. SpaceX, Tesla. We want to work with Elon. And then this gentleman right here, as I told you, Yuzaku Mezawa. Wow. So he's the billionaire from Japan yeah. that partnered with Elon. And it's they said, let's space. make the Dear Moon project. Yeah. He put a billion dollars in. He buys eight seats on yeah. the Dragon Nine. And then, bam, he brings me and seven other artists Fuck yeah, dude. to the moon. That's fucking dope. And of course, you guys know this guy. Hefe Bezos. Hey, hey, bruh, dude, the number one, the number one most wealthiest man in the world. Can't believe his wife, who got a divorce from him, she's like, yeah. what is yep. she, like, number, like, yep. number, like, seven? Yeah, she's, yeah. Like, like, it's wild. number ten or something like that, yep. <laughs> like, in the world. Like, that's wild. Even prenups don't last anymore, it's crazy. Wow. Um, damn, dude, we're almost hitting two. I'm high as shit. Um... Do you want to plug anything before we go? What was that? Do you want to plug anything before we go? Plug anything in? Um, Social media, where can people find you? Social media, let's see. The Master Artist. You can find me at, at Jason Lee Arts on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, yeah. Dude, thank Google you me. so much for stopping by, bro. Yes. Dude, I really appreciate you, bro. You really there. did. You really fucking blew my mind. <laughs> this whole this whole conversation was great. I'm so high as shit. This was a lot of fun. I'm so high uh, as shit too. And you know what? I'm telling you, <laughs> we're gonna have another a uh, second round. Oh no, we're gonna keep smoking after this. Trust me. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're still gonna keep smoking after this. Yeah. Um, uh, we're gonna have an, an another another uh, second session. Oh, of course. Because I gotta get deep on you guys. I didn't tell you guys. I'm a master artist. I'm an art god, but I'm also a strip club legend. What the fuck? fuck? God guys, damn it. You guys didn't even like talk about <laughs> that, which is like, that's like the story that everyone is mesmerized by yeah. in regards to me. And like I told you. Well, we'll I, definitely have you on. We'll definitely have you back on again. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys know. I, I, what happened was I made a quarter of a million dollars and I went to a strip club for like 100 days straight. Uh-huh. 
and then I drew like all the strippers. Uh-huh. But I, I drew 300 strippers though, oh, in wow. 100 days. And so I, I just got like yeah. so great at drawing strippers. Like, the beautiful women. Strippers. Yeah, beautiful women. Yeah. And then strippers so, are most, mostly beautiful women. I went in there because I wanted to master the laws yeah. of seduction yeah, yeah. in regards to drawing. Yeah, yeah. Dude, absolutely. We'll have you back and we'll talk all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fuck, dude. This was great. Uh, hey, my name is Frank Castillo. Uh, this is Buddies. Uh, across from me is my homie JP. What is up? What's up, guys? Uh, our guest today is the master artist Jason Lee. Our God. Our God, bro. Thank you so much. Have a good night, guys. Thank you.